Welcome to Calvary Revival Church Podcast, where we exist to know God, live generously, discover purpose, and make a difference. Wherever you are listening from, our desire is for this practical teaching to make a difference in your personal life and in the lives of the people and community around you. And now, let's prepare ourselves for an uplifting experience. Amen. Praise God. The Lord is good to us. Amen. Can we make some noise for the mothers? Would you do that? Just make some some noise for the moms. We so appreciate them and we love them and we just give the Lord honor for them this morning. And we thank God for you being in the building today. And uh, I want my my grandson, uh, Roman, if you'll come up for a second. And uh, uh, this young man next to me couple weeks ago he called me you know they got phones so they call you up and uh so he called me up and said Peppa I feel like I got something that uh Lord kind of wants me to say and uh wanted to say it on Mother's Day so uh so you got your microphone you good mm-hmm. hi <laughs> hold it up there you go so I wanted to talk about God's love real quick and a little thing about Mother's Day so God's love is like eternal and it's like it's always will be there even when you're going through tough times and you can still have love with you. He will always be with you. Like my mom's love is like God's love to me because it's very nice and the thing about it is that she does it a lot, and I'm just glad she does that. And God's love is unbreakable, and there's nothing that nobody can change that. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Who's that you said this morning about First John? Was that, was that scripture you gave me earlier? Oh yeah, First John. And First John for anyone who does not know love does not know God. Because God is love. Amen. Love you, buddy. All right, y'all receive the word from Roman this morning. Amen. God is love. That love never changes. And mom's love is so much like it. Matter of fact, for many of us, the closest thing we've known to the love of God is the love of a mother. Because love of mom is so, uh, in, in many cases, most cases, is so unconditional. Am I right? Mama love you when you're busted. When I'm trying to put you out, your mama will still love you and keep you in the house when I want you out of my house tonight. Uh, but mama's, mama's like that. She, she is a bold representation of that never-ending eternal love of God. And that's why it's such an honor this morning to talk to moms today and to women today about the power of a praying mother. I want you to go with me to Matthew 15, and I want to just encourage you in a couple of things. And uh, one of those things I want to encourage you in is keep moving with your Frank list. What's the Frank list? F-R-A-N-C. I want you praying for lost people. How many of you have a friend that's lost who needs to be saved? Amen. You ought to have at least one friend who's not, who's not saved that you can influence. How many of you have a relative that's not saved? How many of y'all used to be the relative everybody was praying for? 
Amen. So how many of you have an acquaintance, not a friend, but somebody that you know that's not saved? All right. I want you praying for them on a, on a list that you're praying for. Frank, F-R-A-N, neighbor. Anybody know who your neighbor is? Anybody got a neighbor, somebody lives near you that's not a Christian, doesn't know the Lord, or you don't know their spiritual condition, or maybe someone who has drifted away from Jesus. And uh, Frank, we spell it, it the French way, Franck. F-R-A-N-C, not K. And so the C is for co-worker. Anybody got some co-workers that need Jesus? Amen. And you got to make sure that you behave like Jesus so they'll want Jesus. Amen. So I want you to have your list. I want you to have your Frank list together. And I want you to be praying for folks every single day. I want you to be praying for them. Moms and dads, children need your prayer daily. Not once a week. But every day they need prayer. Uh, I want to encourage you to make sure that you open this word and open up prayer to your children on a daily basis. If you haven't been doing it, it's okay. You didn't know. Now you know. So I want to encourage you to make sure that you are presenting Christ through his word and prayer to your children every day. We're here. We're a witness that it makes a difference in the lives of your children when they hear the word and they hear prayer. It can only be two. It can be two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, but it's every day. So that what they learn is, is that Jesus is not just for Sundays. Amen. That loving Jesus ain't a weekly thing. But loving Jesus is a daily, moment-by-moment thing. And I want to encourage you to make sure, those watching us online, I want to encourage you to make sure that you do that. Go with me to Matthew 15. If you're in a hurry, you left your roast in the oven, thank God for the burnt offering that you're going to have when you get back. Because I ain't, because I'm not rushing <laughs> this morning. I'm a, I, will, I ain't seen y'all in two weeks. I'm taking my time. Matthew 15, and I love mothers, and I believe I got a word for you, and I want you to get that word. And the word will be not only a word for mothers, but for women, and even for men today, starting in Matthew 15, verse 21. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading. Somebody shout, pleading. Have mercy on me, O Lord, a son of David. For my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him, as if him not saying anything wasn't bad enough, now his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshiped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord. But even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. This woman wasn't giving up, was she? Dear woman, Jesus said to her, Your faith is great, your request is granted, and your daughter is instantly healed. Father, thank you for the reading of the word. We believe that it is inspired by you, and it is profitable for doctrine or training, for correction, for instruction 
in righteousness so that every woman, every man might be completely prepared for every good work. And now, Father, we ask you to get all up in this preaching of this word right now and speak to people like never before. We pray, Father, that the hearts of mothers will be open in a new way and that you will help them graduate to a new level of faith based on what they hear in the word. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen. Look at somebody and say, there's power in a praying woman. Come on, look at somebody and say, there's power in a praying mother. We recognize it here in this story. And what's interesting, church, is a lot of people don't know how much time Jesus actually spent with Gentiles. Uh, if uh, Many folks have a misconception, and they think Jesus only went with the Jews, and he never talked to Gentiles. But I could name you 10, 15 individual stories of Jesus with Gentiles. You know about the, the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. She was a Gentile. She was a, she was a mixed race, and so she was considered a Gentile. Zacchaeus, who climbed a tree. Uh, and I could go on and on. Remember the man who had so many demons in him? that the bacon jumped off a cliff? Y'all remember he had so many demons in him that uh, the the demons said, can we go into the pigs? Jesus said, go. And they went into the pigs. He had a legion of demons in him. He lived in a place called Decapolis, 10 cities established by the Greeks. Jesus went there, even though he was supposedly only sent to the Jews, he made it clear to the church by his behavior that the gospel was not limited to any one people, but wherever people had an open heart, he would take the word of God to them. And so he's here in Tyre and Sidon. This is a Gentile place. These were somewhere in North Africa, people of color here in Tyre and Sidon. Jesus goes there, intentionally goes there, and here he runs into this Syro, the King James said, this Syrophoenician woman, this woman from Tyre and Sidon. But I want to, before we even begin talking, I want to say to you that Jesus knew she'd be there before he ever got there. As a matter of fact, Jesus planned to heal her daughter before time ever began. I want you to understand very clearly that when you pray in faith and you pray according to the will and the word of God, you ain't trying to get God to change his mind. You're just trying to get in a place where you line yourself up with the will of God so he can release that into your life. So many of you may be praying for a child, praying for a daughter, praying for a son, praying for a husband, praying for a friend, praying for somebody you love, praying for a parent. And you're saying, if I can just get God to decide. No, God has already decided to do it. The weight is not about God changing his mind. The weight is about God working some stuff in you so that you don't just get your prayer answered, but you become who God meant for you to be. You see, this woman approached him at a disadvantage. And I want to say this, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down somewhere, that power is produced from weakness. Power is produced from weakness. Uh, let, Let me be specific. The power of God is not produced by our strength. The power of God is produced by our weakness. Paul says this of him. He said, I asked him to take this thing away from me. And he said, no, my grace is sufficient for you because my strength is perfected in your weakness. So when you come weak, you set God up to do something powerful in your life. When you come alone, you set God up to do something powerful in your life. When you come not fully resourced, you set God up to do something powerful in your life. Somebody ought to be shouting right now. If you're facing a situation that seems impossible, 
impossible to you, then understand this, that God creates impossibility in the natural so that he can come through in the spiritual so that he gets the glory and we don't. Somebody say amen. This woman came disadvantaged because power is produced in weakness. So she comes she comes a woman of color. She comes a Gentile. She comes alone. And I don't know, she may have come without a husband, but even if she had one, he wasn't spiritual enough to get out in front and say, come on, baby, let's go talk to Jesus and get this straight. She was the one who came to Jesus. So she comes at a disadvantage. But hear me when I tell you that disadvantage when you come to God, it's not a disadvantage, it's an open door. When you come to God and you don't have it all and your prayer is, God, I'll never get these kids saved just based on my own strength. God, I don't have the patience uh, uh, in order for this to happen. God, I'll never get him into the kingdom if it's based on me. What you're doing is you're saying, God, I am not enough. God, I am not able to do it. And that then becomes an invitation to God to say, God, but because you are enough, I will trust you and not myself. You see, this, uh, this woman came with every disadvantage. She, she knew what it felt like to be alone. She knew what it felt like to be invisible. She knew what it felt like to be ignored. She knew what it felt like to have to fight. All my life, <laughs> I had to fight. You, you see, and, and, and let me tell you about what it means when all my life, you see, all her life, folk had been ignoring her. All her life, they had been cold toward her. All her life, they had ghosted her. But you see, when you have a history of fighting, then fights don't scare you. When you have a history of fighting, fights don't intimidate you. When you have a history, so this woman comes to them. The disciples are fighting her. Jesus is ghosting her. But she's still asking because she's already been through enough fights to know that if I fight on, maybe something good will happen to me. If I keep on on standing, maybe something good will happen to me because there is the ability in the history of your fighting to gain a faith that enables you to fight on even when everybody else gives up. My God, I feel like preaching for about 15 minutes. I, I remember when David was about to fight Goliath. And so when he came in, uh, Saul said then, boy, you can't fight him. That's first Courtney version. They don't say that in the King James. Boy, you can't fight him. You are a youth. He been killing folk since he was a youth. David says, Saul's king, sir, you obviously did not read my resume. You don't understand my history. You see, you're determining my present based upon what you've done, but I determine what I can do now based on what God has done for me already. What you talking about, Bishop? I'm talking about when a bear attacked his sheep and he slammed the bear and took the lamb back into the fold. I'm talking about a lion attacks, takes sheep, and then David said, I'm a two-legged man. I outran a four-legged lion. I slammed him and took the lamb back. He said, because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God that gave me victory over the bear. The God that gave me victory over the lion. That same God will give me victory over this Goliath. I've been fighting long enough to know that when I can't do it myself, God will come through for me. 
Woo! Glory to God. It's, it's, make some noise if you've ever been in a fight. Somebody, if you ever had to fight for your health, give God praise. If you ever had to fight for your finance, give God praise. If you ever had to fight for your children, mom, you better shout in this building because your ability to have labored through one fight has given you an anointing to win in the next one. Y'all know the story of my fighting mother. 17 years old, November 23rd, 1959, a Monday morning, 10 o'clock, I was born. And I was dying when I was born. I said I was dying when I was born. I was so close to death, my father didn't even know whether I was a boy or a girl because it wasn't worth talking about because I was dying anyway. But my fighting 17-year-old mother said, God, if you'll heal him, I'll give him back to you. Y'all going to make me run in here. Y'all can, can act brand new if you want to. But my fighting mother said, I, I, I'm going to give him if you'll heal him. And when she said it, God stepped into Blunt Memorial Hospital in Maryville, Tennessee and touched a little boy that was only uh, a two or three days old. And when he touched me, he delivered me from sickness and I went from dying to living without any childhood diseases. I mean, I didn't know nothing but chicken pox and the measles and that's about it. But other than that, I had never been to a doctor for anything as a child because God supernaturally stepped in where there was a fighting woman in the building she fought and as she fought she brought deliverance and gave me the beginning of my fighting history cause mama didn't know that after that happened that just 30 years later it'd be June 19th 1989 and I'd have a son and that son would be fighting for his life but because I'd already been in a fight and already came out with the victory I knew God could work it out and so I stood I hooked up with my fighting wife and together we fought together and 30 years later God delivered my son and healed him and he's sitting on the front row full of the life of God because God God delivered him oh but mama didn't know 24 years after that I have a grandson and the doctor would tell his mama and his daddy, he has a condition that is not compatible with life. In other words, the inference is you might as well abort him because he ain't going to live with what he's got. But that child preached to you this morning. Y'all ain't going to talk to me this morning. I come to tell you that if you get you a fighting history, I need, you to, I need you to find two people and tell them, I got a history of fighting. Say yes. If he did it then, he'll do it again. Somebody say, he'll do it again. You see, the woman from, uh, from the Syrophoenician woman had fighting history in her. And so she ain't about to get, she's not about to get blown away by some old silly 24-year-old disciples who don't know what they're doing anyway. 
She ain't about to get blown away by that. You know why? Because she understands that power is produced in weakness and power is perfected in prayer. And so she pleads in prayer, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. See, what I need to tell you, sis, is she came on mercy, not merit. It wasn't her, it wasn't her diva status that got her noticed by God. Uh, it, it, it wasn't what she spent on her shoes that got her noticed by God. I ain't mad at you. Spend what you want to as long as you pay your tithes. Uh, it, it, it wasn't her gold or her diamond earrings or, or, or her Lexus. It, it, that wasn't what impressed Jesus. No, she didn't come on merit. She came on mercy. That's why she walked in the room saying, have mercy on me, oh God. I'm not here because I'm cute. I'm not here because, because I'm fine. I'm not here because I'm fly. I'm not here because I'm built. I ain't here because I'm black. I'm here because of the mercy of God. Mercy. 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 Not only did she know why she came, but she knew who she came to. See, sis, when you pray, you got to pray based on mercy, not merit. And then you got to pray with an understanding of who you're talking to because your power is produced or birthed in weakness, but it is matured in prayer. It is only perfected as you pray. So if you don't learn to do nothing, if you never learn how to do your own nails, learn how to pray. If you never learn how to do your own hair, learn how to pray. If you can't do your own makeup, if you can't bake a cupcake, I need you to learn how to pray because prayer will get you through when can't nothing else bring you out. If you ain't ever a techie, if you ain't ever a computer geek, learn how to call on the name of the Lord and step up in the presence of God, walking on the mercy of God, knowing who he is and boldly declare, God, this ain't about me, but I've come because I know who you are. You said in your word that you would help me to have strength to do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You said my God would meet all of my needs according to, I know who you are. You said you'd meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ. You said no weapon formed against me will ever prosper and every tongue that rise against me you'll judge it you said you'd make me the head and not the tail above only and not beneath you said even though I walked through the fire I would not be burned and through the water I would not drown and no matter what I go through yea even when I walk through the valley of a global pandemic of death I will fear no evil for you are with me and your rod and your staff they I know who you are with tears running down my face. I know who you are and I'm not here because of me. I'm here because of you. I'm here because of you. I make this step because of you. I know who I'm praying to and I'm coming with the full report. I ain't trying to finesse it. I ain't trying to make it sound cute. I ain't printing it up. A demon got my baby girl and he is killing her. When you come to God, God ain't afraid of your prayer request. You ain't got to fix it before you come to God. You can walk in the presence of God and tell him exactly what it is. God, I'm angry and I don't know how to recover. God, I'm mad and I need your help. God, I'm all up in my feelings and I need you to come through for me. God, I don't know what to do about him, but I need you to help me. God, I don't know how to fix her, but I need you to help me. Don't try to finesse it. Come in God's presence and tell him just like 
it is. 17 years old, about to turn 18, freshman in college. My mother backslid, got away from God, got into stuff, and looked like she wasn't coming back. But God told me, he said, if you'll fast and pray, I'll bring her back. I went to God just like it was. I'm 17 years old. I'm a freshman in college. I'm your, I'm your boy, and I love you. This is my mother. I need you to do something in her life right now. I need you to turn this thing around right now. She is 34, just turned 35 years old, and I need you to supernaturally turn her around. He said, turn down your plate, and I'll turn her around. And so for seven days, I ate absolutely nothing for seven days. But on the seventh day, my God, on the seventh day, my mother mother walked up in a church service where one of my best friends was preaching and by the time he came down to the end my mother was weeping at that altar God supernaturally turned her back around as she never strayed away from where God brought her to for the rest of her days my God y'all need to hear me now there are some things that you pray that's going to be hard to pray but you got to get it out your mouth into the presence of God because out of your mouth into his ear and then the manifestation begins to come because Power, ladies, is perfected. Power is perfected while you're praying, while you're crying, while you're waiting, while you're weeping, while you're asking. Prayer is doing the work. And it is, you, you see, I'm, I'm going to show you something about prayer because prayer is uh, it's produced in weakness. It's perfected uh, in uh, in. Uh, Power is perfected in prayer. Power is produced in weakness. Power is perfected in prayer. But power is proven in persistence. I need you to look at somebody and say, you got to hang in there. You, you can't quit now. You got to hang in there. See, because sister, I'm telling y'all, when I read the sister's story, every time I read it, I put myself in her place. And I'm like, I don't I'd have left. It was bad enough that his boys was dogging her. Like she was nothing. But watch this. She knew, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. She knew how to manage her emotions. So just because you're going to dog me, you ain't going to make my faith turn. You don't have to like me. You don't have to want me around. You don't have to appreciate me. But here's what you're not going to do. You're not turning me away from God. That's what we're not going to do. You're not going to stop me from praying. You're not going to stop me from believing. You're not going to stop me. Do what you got to do. But I'm going to keep my eyes on the living God. Are y'all hearing what I'm trying to say? I'm going to manage my emotions well enough to know that you might be getting to me a little bit, but you ain't turning me against God. So when the disciples came with their mess, I, we don't like her. She's getting on our nerves. The begging, Jesus, really? Really, Jesus? The begging, really? The constantly, this has gone on for an hour or two now, really? I'm trying to send a text. I can't even focus. I'm on my iPad trying to finish my sermon. I can't even work on it. I'm trying to read the scrolls. I can't even read the scrolls because she keep hollering. And, of course, she hears them telling him, send her away. But she don't go 
I guess she looked at James and Peter and said, I ain't come to see y'all. <laughs> see, every now and then, you better get yourself together because folk can act like all your trouble going to come from the heathens and the lost, but it's folks supposed to be saved going to discourage you most of the time. Y'all ain't going to help a brother out. See, and, and I ain't saying that to be mean, and I ain't saying that for you to be judgmental. I'm saying that so you stay encouraged because sometimes you the saved person that's discouraging people. So, the, so don't act all brand new. I mean, we, them roles switch around a lot, don't they? And what you got to understand is even when the disciples ain't feeling you, they don't turn you away from God. Ladies, manage your emotions. Well, I'm not sure if I can go back because the last time I went to Glow, I was about to take my picture and somebody stepped right up in front of me. Right when I was just about to take my, I was like, and they just, boom, photobombed me. I don't know if I'm going, manage your emotions. You don't let no disciple But how does that even sound? You don't let no disciple turn you away from Jesus. They need him just as bad or worse than you. So you don't let no disciple turn you. Them disciples say, get rid of her. She keep begging. She working on nerves. Get rid of her. He doesn't get rid of her. I want to tell you why. You already know. But I'm going to tell you why he doesn't get rid of her. He doesn't get rid of her because he has already planned to heal her daughter. Y'all didn't hear what I said. I said he doesn't get rid of her because he had already, it was already in the eternal sovereign will of God for that woman to get her daughter healed. So why why are you tripping like that with her? Because he's after more than a one-time experience. He's working something down inside her that's not only going to get her daughter healed, but it's going to get her life changed. It's going to get her money right. It's going to get her future straight. It's going to get her love life right. Everything in her life going to get right if she'll let him do this work in her. So he goes silent. Can I tell you that sometimes God will go silent on you because what you're praying ain't the right prayer. You ask him for $100, he goes out on you because he wants you to have faith to ask for 1000 You ask him just to barely make it. He said, I don't want you just to barely make it. I want you to overcome and thrive. So I need to, you need to step up your prayer. So I'm not saying nothing to you in this prayer you're praying because that ain't really a prayer that challenges me to do what I really want to do in your life. So I'm going to let you keep talking to yourself until you decide to pray something that challenges God to be who he really is in your In other words, you got to come to a place where suddenly you decide, God, I'm not in this Christianity thing to survive. I'm in this thing to discover fully your purpose and will and determination for my life so that I can become the woman that you meant for me to become from the beginning. So if my daughter dealing with some demonic activity is what you're going to use to get me to step up into a new place, then I'm ready to step up into that new place. If this little financial crisis is what you're using to turn me from being being a woman that doesn't really know how to trust you to becoming a woman that puts all of her confidence in you, then bring the challenge on because I'm ready to become who you want me to be. Are you hearing me? I'm ready to become that woman. I just need you to encourage me a little bit. So finally, he says something to her. And then when he says something to her, y'all, it ain't nice. Uh, ma'am, I've come for the the lost sheep of Israel. And uh, I, she said, please help me. He said, it's not appropriate for me to take the, the children's bread and give it to dogs. See, I heard somebody was real just now. They said, mm. that's the kind of, they said, oh, I know I'm going home now. 
oh, heaven no, you did not just you did not just refer to me in the same sentence. I know it's just an analogy. I know you didn't really call me a dog, but you put me in a similar category. You compared giving me bread to giving dog. I know you didn't call me a dog, but you did compare giving me bread to giving dogs bread. I, don't even, I ain't even feeling being in the same sentence, in the same analogy. I'm not even feeling being in the same hypothesis as that. that I am not feeling that at all. Y'all know, talk to me for just a second. But you see, if you're a child gets severely tormented enough if you got to be a dog to get what you need to get roof roof let me do what I gotta do because I got to get my I am not going home to you. call me whatever you want to call me but I'm not going home so sister broke back she said he said I can't give the bread to the dogs. she said but even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the table. You know what she said to Jesus, really? I told him in first service, what she really said was, if you thought I wanted the whole loaf, the children of Israel can take all that. If I can get a crumb of what you got. How many of y'all know I don't need all the blood on me to get, to, to get forgiven? If one drop... If he, if, he, if he spit in his hands and rubbed my eyes, I'll get the healing from his spit because the DNA that's in his blood is also in his spit. So if he put power in the bread, then the same power that's in the bread is also in the crumb. You ain't got to give me the bread. Just give me a crumb off the bread. My mama prayed for me in 1959 and a crumb healed me. We prayed for Ben in 1989 and a crumb healed him. Roman got delivered not by the whole loaf. All we needed was just a crumb, just a crumb, just a crumb, just a crumb. Give me a little bit of who you are and that's all I needed. At that point, she broke Jesus down. Jesus said, oh Lord, have mercy. He said, Lord woman, my God, he said, dear woman, what kind of faith is this you got? You have properly managed your feelings. You have managed my silly disciples. You have even managed my silence and trusted me right down to the end. I'm trying to sign up five women in the building that'll say, I'm going to manage my feelings. I'm going to manage my relationships. I'm going to manage my enemies. I'm going to manage my circumstances. And I'm going to trust them every step of the way. I'm going to get the crumb I need to get what I want from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Is there a praying mother in the building? Is there a praying mother in the building? Is there a mother that's ever gotten a crumb and turned a life around? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, all you ladies stand. Mothers and ladies, all of y'all stand with me because I'm going to pray for y'all right quick because this is a season of elevation of your faith. This ain't about that one situation that started you praying. I want you to see God bigger than that. This ain't about one bill that you've been crying over. This ain't about one uh, child support payment. This ain't about uh, one bad uh, doctor's report. 
This, this ain't about one uh, uh, bad child that got sent home. No, 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 no. This is much bigger than that, y'all. That's what he used to get you in his presence. And then when he got you in his presence, you wanted to talk to him about that. He ain't say nothing about that because that ain't really his issue. Oh, you're going to get your healing. You're going to get your stuff straightened out. But he said, but I'm doing something in you that's bigger than that because I am promoting you to another level. See, I need you ladies to know today is your day of promotion. Folk graduating all over the country today, but you getting ready to graduate up in here this morning. This is your, this is your commencement exercise. Commencement is, doesn't mean finish. Commencement means to start. In Tennessee, in East Tennessee, we say, I'm commencing to. I'm, I'm commencing to. What? I'm commencing to go fix this cornbread. I'm commencing to. That means I'm getting ready to start. I'm about to. We think commencement me is over. A commencement is a beginning. Ladies, today is your commencement. Before we finish, you're going to flip that tassel and you're going to move on from this place into the next place that God has for your life. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I need you ladies to just worship God while I'm praying. I need y'all to make some Holy Ghost noise and just talk to him while I'm praying for you. God, I thank you now for a divine promotion. I thank you now for a divine commencement. I thank you, Lord, for women of God. You will help them by the Spirit to manage their enemies, to manage your silence, to manage their own emotions, and trust your word no matter what. Lord, today, in the name of Jesus, we declare them graduates from this program, and we send them into the world to walk like the woman of God you called them to be. We declare it so in Jesus' name. Now, as an act of faith, I want you to act like you got a tassel and flip it. Everybody, men, come on, stand. Flip that bad boy. Flip that thing one time. Ain't nothing like graduating on Mother's Day. Come on, brothers. Stand up with me, brothers. Now, this word is for you too. Remember, power is produced in weakness. Power is perfected in prayer. Power is proven in persistence. Got to stay in there, brothers. Got to hang in there. I got a mama that was a good example that I watched. And I saw how she prayed. She prayed me to life, and then I had to do the same, pray her to life. But I learned it from her. What I did for her, I learned from her. My God. But what I did for her, I learned from her. I learned how to trust God no matter what from her. So when I needed to do that for her, I could because she taught me. So, brothers, you got to learn the lesson you got to learn. It was, it was no accident that when Paul spoke to Timothy, he said, the greatest influence in your life is Eunice and Lois. Your dad is a Greek. He doesn't know Jesus yet. Uh, but your, your mama and your grandmama are some bad ladies. He said, they put that word in you, boy. You, you, you an apostle, you a bishop because of two women who poured into you and made you who you are. I want you ladies to take strength from Eunice and Lois. Now understand that God's put the same anointing in you. And what you may not, listen to me closely, ladies, 
what you may not yourself become, you are creating in somebody else. Eunice and Lois didn't become apostles or bishops, but they created one. I don't know about you ladies, but that's just as good as being one, ain't it? Where you made one or become one, you still responsible for it. You, you made it happen. You're making it happen, and you're making it happen through your own life as well. Now, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. The saints are praying quietly. We're getting ready to go to four you and take pictures in just a minute. But before we do, if you're in the building, you say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm right with God. Would you pray for me today because I want to be right with God? If that's you, would you slip your hand up and put it right back down real quick? Up and down. I see you. I see you. I see you. Up and down real quick. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I was serving God, but I got away. And now I'm not serving God anymore, but I don't like it here in this place. I want to come back to the Lord and serve him. Would you pray for me today that I'll come back to the Lord and serve him? Would you slip your hand up, up and down? I see you. I see you. Slip your hand up. I will pray for you. All the way in the back, I see you. You're here and you say, Pastor, I'm a, I'm a Christian, but I've been low-key on it. Um, <clears throat> and I've never publicly really, since I got my life right with God and got forgiven and came back to the Lord I haven't publicly gotten baptized and told the world and friends and everybody that I'm saved now I want the, I want the courage to go public with my faith would, pastor would you pray for me that I have courage to go public with my faith slip your hand up real quick and I sure will I see you I see you young lady I see you young man I see you last thing pastor I don't have a church home and I kind of got a feeling that in order for me to be all I can be in the kingdom of God I need to get in church somewhere and I need, to, I need to not only learn, but I also need to share my gifts and talents and abilities uh, with others. I need to be in community. If that's you and you don't have a church home, but you want me to pray for you that you'll make the decision to make CRC your church home, would you slip your hand up real quick? I see you. I see you. A couple of you like that. If you raised your hand to any of the four things that I just mentioned, would you start walking to me? Pick up your Bible, books, purse, whatever you have, and come this way. Don't think about it. Don't see who else is coming. That ain't your issue. I want you to come. If you raise your hand, you come for any of those four things. How about this? 2022 Mother's Day, you made your decision, and God did something supernatural in you on Mother's Day. You ain't never going to forget what God did. You ain't never going to forget it. You ain't never going to forget it. You ain't never going to forget it. Come on. Come on, y'all. Come on. Sis, way back in the back. Come on. Come on. Oh, you already up here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, I'll wait for you. A decision that you need to make, a spiritual decision. Oh, yeah, the word was good. You and I learned some stuff from the word, but just some decisions you need to make for you personally. Would you come? I wait patiently for you. I see you coming. Let her just let her just take her time. She's fine. Come on, sis. God bless you. Listen, you all, if you're here and you're not saved, I'm not going to tell scary stories about hell to try to get you to come to the altar. I'm just going to tell you that God really loves you and you don't have anything to be afraid of and you don't have to fear making mistakes because you're going to make them. We all do, but you'll have the forgiveness of God that's going to make all the difference in the world. So if you're still in your seat and there's a little bit of shame or maybe there's a touch, a touch of pride that's kind of keeping you from stepping out and saying, let me just go on and get right with God today. Come on, walk past that and let's, let's, let's see God do something for you today. I just want to encourage you today. Because we love you. We want God's best for, for your life. Pray like this. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart. 
and I ask you to take over my life. I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose from the dead for me. Now forgive me and accept me into your family. Today I decide to connect with you or to reconnect with you and to live my life for you and you only. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for my sisters and brothers. Thank you for every one of them. And I'm asking right now, Lord, that you'll touch them in the deepest place of their heart and that you would assure them that you heard the prayer they just prayed and that they really have changed and become a new person. Thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Thank God for every single one of y'all. Amen. Come on, y'all make some noise for what Jesus is doing. Mother's Day 2022. Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to celebrate with you and we have some tools to help you on your journey. Just text Jesus to 48074. To find out more about Calvary Revival Church, text GUEST to 48074. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks for listening. Now go out and make a difference.